Today, I chat with Anthony Kassar. Anthony is an alumni who is now studying cybersecurity. This one is super practical and super helpful for the job search. Anthony talks to me about classes that you should take and things that you should really think about in college that are going to help you with your student experience. The transfer student experience. Yeah, cybersecurity is what I'm doing. I myself am a mechanical engineer, so I guess familiar-ish with technical classes and, and what it involves. I guess what are some classes that you might have found challenging but rewarding in the end? Okay, so my undergrad is what I transferred into. So I kind of started taking like math classes and those were kind of challenging. Some of the professors didn't really communicate well. A lot of classes have kind of like this group thinking where you work together to try to, you know, succeed. And math really wasn't one of those things. And I kind of moved away from that. And I moved away from engineering because I felt like they were too focused on like, you know, the hard understanding of mathematics and not more of like the science and implementation and more of the practicality. Then I moved toward political science and cybersecurity and cybersecurity is very hands-on. One thing I would suggest is like to try to find a degree where you get involved in your classes, you get involved in these classes because the classes that where you just like sit and look at a book and kind of everyone does their own thing are not really, it's not really like, they're not good classes. First off, because you're not interacting with people and like socializing and, you know, developing those like groups of like friends and like, you know, organizations and connecting with people. And the second thing is, is that you're not bringing anything outside of when you graduate. So for example, my cybersecurity classes and then some like poli-sci classes, I did a lot of research reports, a lot of projects where you learn real world applications, you do research, and then you connect with certain faculty members that you think that, oh yeah, these guys are kind of really difficult and they're kind of strict. But at the end of the day, like a lot of these faculty members that are kind of tough on you, they teach you the most material and really how to interact with real world stuff. So for example, when I first policy, uh, like political science class that I really enjoyed was the comparative politics with Rosenfeld. And she really made me understand, you know, here's all these different types of systems and not one system is the same. There's democracies, there's uh, uh, autocracies and some are, some countries are mixed between and being able to explain that in like a policy report or a paper is really helpful. And like for cybersecurity, you know, you learn how a system works, you learn how to secure it, you learn how to break into it, you learn how to go back after the fact when it was like hacked or breached into, you know, what actually happened. These are all very practical classes. So when you go to interviews and you say, well, how do you develop policy within our organization? We're going to give you a project here. What do you do in this situation? And when you're able to stay in your feet and answer these questions, I mean, it really helps. And so one thing I would say for a transfer student is find classes and programs that you interact with other people and you're doing practical stuff and you're not just sitting, reading a book and just regurgitating information to the professor and just taking tests. I mean, it's really hard, especially if you're transferring in to connect with people. Because a lot of people are already like, you know, doing their own thing and they already have their own group. So you really need to get out there and, you know, connect with people. What was the most difficult part of ramping up as a transfer for you? So when you finally decide, you know, what you're going into, I mean, for me, I was undecided, but some people come in and kind of just try to run on the ground, whether they're doing, whether they're doing law or they're doing mathematics or engineering, kind of getting your footing is, is, a, is hard because you're trying to figure out where you belong. And everyone else already has their stuff figured out. And you're kind of just like, well, what do I do here? So the best way it is, is to find good people that you trust. 
that are looking out for you and like also try to like find out what you like. It's really important because if you end up doing something when you transfer that you hate at the very end, then it's going to be really bad because that's pretty much what you're going to be set up with when you uh, exit college. One thing I would say as a trans student too is that don't get caught up about like what you were transferring into. Try to see, okay, I'm taking these classes. Uh, what is the exit strategy here? When I got out of college, am I going to have a job? That's like probably one of the most important things. Right? Am I going to have like a successful career when I graduate from here? You know, what's the plan here? And am I going to have people that I can network with that are also going to be within the same kind of career field as me where I, we can grow together? It's really important. So, for example, I have a couple friends I've walked out of undergrad with that, you know, I talk to and I have a connection with. And, you know, they've set me up with jobs, you know, interviews with places, you know, all these things. And it's really important. So, like, as a transfer student, you have to make sure you don't fall into this hole of, like, saying, okay, I've fallen into this school and I'm just going to quickly go in and finish all my, all my coursework and graduate because... I want to be done. You really want to make sure as you transfer in that this is what you want to do and then there's an opportunity for you when you when you leave. And so, I mean, sometimes when we transferred into college, I think we definitely experienced challenges in how the university and maybe even student organizations communicated resources for us. What sort of communication challenges did you face at USC? What did you sort of try to do to mitigate that? And maybe what would you wish that the transfer student community as a student organization could have made more clear for you? The problem is, is being a transfer student, especially maybe in my shoes, it's my personal experiences, is that I was stuck between two different worlds per se, because I was doing engineering on one hand and I was doing political science on the other hand. When I went to the engineering school, it's like, well, you're not really a real engineer because you're just doing like a minor in cybersecurity. I mean, you're not a computer science guy, you're not a mathematics guy. I mean, what do you really know about engineering? They thought a little bit lesser of you, I would say, because like, oh yeah, you're just doing Dornsife. And then when you would talk to like Dornsife, it would be like, oh, I'm doing this cool engineering thing, like project. And I'm like, we're trying to do this like within Dornsife with policy. Sometimes people's brains would kind of turn off and say, hey, I, I, I'm kind of scared of this topic. I don't really want to like dive into it um, and then kind of close themselves off. I feel like as a transfer student, you have to be more open to other people's things of what they're doing. So if one person is doing this completely different thing, you got to be able to connect with that person and not close yourself off and say, well, he's not on the direct path that I'm going on. So I don't need to interact with that person. And it's very far from the truth. I mean, I, I think that the community needs to understand that it's not just I'm in Dornsife or I'm in Viterbi. It's you're a part of USC. And understanding that and really leveraging that is important. I mean, uh, business people work with computer science people to build apps and projects. Dornside people may work with Viterbi people to write technical policy. These are some type of real world things. And so when you get out and you like you, the transfer community just like kind of segregates itself and fragmentizes itself to like certain groups, then you're, you're kind of isolated. You either end up in like a, a group that you kind of don't really fit in with and you kind of isolate yourself and then it becomes a problem then because then you go back to what I said earlier and you kind of pigeonhole yourself. Being more open to different people and what they're doing is really important. And I feel like if the transfer community were, were to set up like events where Viterbi people would meet Dornside people, 
Marshall people would meet the fraternity people and, you know, all these type of degrees would meet each other. I mean, it would be so much more beneficial because you're, you're having a larger networking thing happen. And, you know, everyone has different personalities. So you might click with people from oceanography with engineering and you, or like you're a dorm type person, you might click with someone from Marshall. I mean, it's really important that you, that you broaden your circles. And I feel like as a transfer student, it really was like, okay, get in and get out as fast as possible because, you know, you're on a time schedule and you're not here to socialize you're just here to get your degree for sure no that's definitely helpful advice and so obviously i mean last year we, we wouldn't think that 2020 would have turned out like this so there might not be a, a majorly straightforward answer to this question but obviously cybersecurity that's the interest of yours and that's where you want to head what are sort of the plans that you have after graduating your master's in cybersecurity. And I'm very interested to know, especially given that you've just talked about combining different fields, right? How did poli-sci fit into computing and cybersecurity for you in terms of where you want to go? Being able to understand organizational structure and procedure is very important. Being able to understand, okay, we need to do this technical operation, but we need to have something on paper that says, this is how we're going to do it. And this is procedure. And a lot of engineers, they kind of just go in there and try doing it. They don't document anything. They don't understand that, you know, there's a certain procedure you have to follow and there's no record of what they do. So when they go and fix a problem, they don't go back and say, okay, we fixed the problem. Now, how do I document this so that in the future, we can fix this problem with ease or we can upgrade it and improve it. And that's where poli-sci kind of came in because like you have to understand that organizational structure. How does this government organization connect to this business, right? For example, I got a, I'm going to be working for a government contractor when I graduate. I, I got lucky and I, they offered me a job. So I'm very, I'm set up there. But me being able to communicate the technical skills and the policy is what got me the job. If I was just like a regular engineer, you know, they have plenty of those. They don't need another engineer. They need someone who knows how to deal with the documentation, assurance, communicating with business people, understanding business needs versus, you know, technical operations. Okay, what's the budget here? What's the policy in place here? What do we need to document? Like, what's the, what's the overall strategy? And as engineers, you don't really have a strategy. You're taught the technical skills and you kind of go and go in and try to fix that. And that's really important. But it's only part of the solution. You need to have like the other side of like the solution. It's really important. So me being able to understand that, you know, I may I not be as smart as like the technical people, but I still have some technical experience is a, is a benefit because when you're stuck in that technical world and you don't like, you're not able to like come out of that shell and write policy and communicate with people, you're not as useful as, a, as an employee or as an individual to these organizations. They want someone who can go out of their comfort zone. And that's what really helped with poli-sci is because I studied elections, I studied foreign governments, I studied American politics, so I kind of understand, okay, here's how the government is ran. Here's kind of some of the technical needs I need. And here's all the restrictions and red tape that I have to, you know, deal with when I'm implementing this technical problem or fixing these technical problems, I should say. Sometimes you implement the problems too, and then you should go back and fix it. You know, sometimes that kind of stuff happens, but you know, it's all part of the job. It's almost just having the foresight and the strategy in place. That's, that's probably more important than the ability to execute. Because like you said, you could have the ability to execute but if you're doing it in the wrong direction, what's the point? Yeah, you're just 
you're just wasting everyone's time and you're not moving forward. You're just putting a bandaid on the problem instead of actually closing up the wound. It's really important. And a lot of engineers like don't understand that. And they think I'm walking out of a trivia. I'm the smartest person in the room. Like for me, since I come from like a very diverse background within USC, I've taken Marshall class, I've taken Dorrance type classes. I understand there's a place for everyone at the table and everyone is important. You need the business people to understand organizational structure of who you need to hire. You need the Dornstaff people because you need to know how to write policy and how to implement structure and certain things and get help with the business side to understand that structure because it's different between organizations. And then you need the maturity people to build the system, to build the products, build these things so that the policy actually can be implemented. So everyone has to work together. And that's why I said earlier, transfers and I kind of wish there was more of that integration because when you get out in the real world and you start using LinkedIn and you start like connecting with people, you can say, my friend Charlie over here says, hey, Anthony, I work for this, let's say like nuclear plant. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a policy guy. You know, I'm not a technical person, but, you know, I have this job here with like a, as a technical engineer. Would you want to like interview here? I know the guy who can help you get in here. Then you set up that connection and then guess what? You might land a job after that. I mean, it's, it's so important you connect the disciplines. People sort of forget about the intangibles as well, like actually making friends and developing those relationships. Because the thing that gets you the job is the person, not your qualifications. I mean, your qualifications get you the interview, yeah. but the rest is how the person perceives you and how you articulate as well the value that you can bring. So there is a large element, like you said, of you actually having to go out there and develop those connections as opposed to just putting your education on autopilot and thinking that as soon as you get your degree, you're just gonna be able to plug and play. You, you can be passive about it. What's one quality or characteristic that you could add, you know, being a transfer student and, and having this diverse experience? For example, my last job, I came in, you know, I had some, a lot of job experience on my belt, but it was a very competitive com company. And there was about maybe 40 or 50 people who, uh, who else did that, who, who did the interviews as well as me. I was like, man, how am I going to get this job? I looked at the role and I said, okay, what are they wanting here? So I walked into my interview and I said, very pleasant, you know, very cordial, you know, spoke with the person, tried to connect the person like emotionally. And then I was like, she's like, well, we have this problem. And the first thing I did was I took out a pen and paper and I started drawing out a map of the problem and writing down as what she was saying. And then I went on the whiteboard, there was a whiteboard in the room and, or, or like I, we had a big piece of paper, one of those two, I can't exactly remember. And I started drawing out to her. I'm like, well, we can do this, but we have to follow X, Y, Z steps and explain to her how we would tackle the problem bit by bit. Instead of just saying, you know, oh, I understand this completely. I got this covered. When you come into an interview, it's not about you saying, I know everything, give me the job. It's about saying, hey, I don't really know exactly all this, but I have these skills and I can maybe implement a process that can fix this problem. And when companies look at that, I've had multiple job interviews. I've worked for Ernest & Young, for example, and had like four or five interviews to get that internship. Very competitive. You got to come in very humble and say that you don't know anything. But then come in saying, well, I know this and this and this, and maybe this will impl we implement this and this, we can solve the problem. Because there's structure to it. You have to give concrete evidence that you, you have a plan of what you know what you're going to do. So when, when employers see that, they're like, wow, this kid is not just like, you know, some know-it-all smart guy, you know, he actually is thinking that he doesn't know a lot, but maybe he's working really hard to try to see if he can solve this problem. And that's what employers want. They want you to be hungry. You know, it kind of goes back to motivation a little bit, but having a plan is very important. Don't come in there like all googly eyed saying, okay, yeah, I got this. I'm from Viterbi. I'm from Marshall. 
you know, I know exactly what I'm doing because there's, a, there's dozens of other kids that are going to tell the employer the exact same thing, that they're awesome. In reality, you're not awesome. You're not awesome when you're applying for a job. You're going to be awesome when you get the job and then you do a good job for them and they want you back and they offer you a job. That's when you become awesome. When you're interviewing, you're a nobody. You don't know anything. You're trudging through desperately to provide them with a step-by-step -step plan of how to solve their problems and why you have the capabilities of you know, solving their problems. There's definitely a big element of putting your ego to the side and being humble, I would think. Yeah. Anthony, if you could go back in time, maybe to a younger self who was transferring to USC or even after you transferred, if you could just go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, one tip, what would it be? I probably wouldn't have listened to just my advisors when I was transferring. And the advisors at USC, they're very smart. They know what they're doing. But sometimes, you know, you need to get a student's perspective on how to go about tackling a major or tackling like an idea of what you want to do. Because there's so many different people with different experiences that they may help you or relate to you. And I wish I would have talked to more people instead of been so frantically panicked about, you know, I came into the school, man, I don't know what to do. I mean, the transfer students are all over there, you know, doing all these different things. And like, there's all these freshmen that came in. They're nowhere near where I'm at. And I'm kind of in this limbo state. And I kind of feel, I wish I would have talked to more people and got a better understanding of like how to communicate with my peers and, you know, you know what kind of questions to ask. As in the day, like, it's nice to look at like the spreadsheet that you get about like what you need to complete to graduate. But like, that's really not the point of college. The point of college is to connect with people, build relationships, develop those job skills and, you know, be able to exit and become successful. And I, I you know, when I first started, I took a longer time to graduate than most transfer students. I took three to four years and I, I shouldn't have. But like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I feel if I opened myself up and became more vulnerable, I would have had an easier time making friends, connecting with people. But I was so scared that like I had a limited amount of time that... I couldn't do all those things. If I went back in time, I would open myself up more, talk to people and kind of try to figure out, you know, learn more about people's experiences. And I, I didn't do that. I kind of went, I went into everything blind and it made things take longer. I made more mistakes and it, it kind of dragged things out. Get help. Don't be afraid to seek help. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, man. It's awesome to get a different perspective and especially with someone that's looking for jobs right now, it's, it's awesome to hear like as long as you lay those steps out, you're in a good position. Appreciate it. No worries. Feel free to me to email me anytime if you have any questions or you need help or anything. The transfer student experience. The transfer student experience.